Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. When your body dies, does your consciousness wake up in a parallel world as if nothing ever happened? Can your own lifestyle attract parasites? How legitimate are conspiracy theories, and can they have paranormal tie-ins? Hey there, welcome to the 475th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and those very questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. So we bring you an open-line show this evening with emailed uh, questions on many paranormal subjects, as you can tell from our opening questions. And uh, we do invite your calls and comments, and the numbers tonight, 401-766-1240 locally, and 800-449-1240 from anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. All right, well, uh, a couple of announcements before we begin. Uh, We are being bombarded with emails from irate listeners about the unavailability of the complete podcasts for the last four weeks. As uh, we've said last week, our website, or rather the the people that host our website, are having a cyber attack, and, and it's attacking a lot of different hosting companies. I have checked independently on this, and it's true. I don't know why it's not all over the news. And you can, th- this particular company has kept our site up there so you can see it and, and take advantage of, of 99% of the 500 podcasts that are there, but the latest ones uh, have not been able to be completely uploaded. So just be aware that many people are working on this and just try and, and hang in there with us and, and this someday will be resolved, I hope. Uh, we are trying to find ways around this and this business. So it, it's, it's, uh, uh, kind of frustrating. Anyway, before we begin, also, we will have a drawing in early October for two free, uh, I guess, two to four ticket family packs to the first New England UFO conference. Family in packs? What, what, are, what is in the family pack? Tickets. Just tickets? Well, you want the whole family in there? What do you mean? Oh, there we go. All right, there we go. Because this family pack, I expected there's some, something different to be in there, like uh, tours. Yeah, like or lunch stuff. or something? Too. Well, well, yeah, you never know. Well, whatever it is, we're going to be drawing for it on Saturday. I'm going to be drawing for it, rather, on uh, Monday, the uh, 7th of October, I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, October 26th will be the actual event in Leominster, Massachusetts, not all that far from here. And among the speakers will be some of the UFO experts who are regulars on our show, Stanton Friedman, Kathleen Marden. Peter Robbins, among others, and Ben and I will be there ourselves to interview them in front of a live audience, and they'll take questions from the audience too. So you get to meet everybody, including even us, if you want. Is, all you have uh, to do is to all you have to do to enter is to send an email to us at paul at behindtheparanormal dot com or drop us a snail mail at behindtheparanormal care of Woonsocket. I should say W O O N twelve forty A M nine eighty five Park Avenue, Woonsocket. 02895, that's Rhode Island. Please include your name, address, and phone number. The drawing will take place, as I said, on the air on Monday, October 7th. It's going to be a great time, so go ahead. Sounds like it's going to be lots of fun. I think so. So let's get uh, get right to it. Let's get cracking here. Let's get some of those emails. Okay, this is one about the multiverse and age from Tom in Vancouver, British Columbia. Alrighty, so Tom writes to us. Hello, uh, from what I understand, if somebody, uh, or if someone died, uh, they would appear in a different dimension as if nothing happened. Uh, but I was curious to know, uh, what if the person was 100 years old and their body was too old to carry on? Uh, do you think they are reborn into their infant self again? Or do you think their, uh, energy shifts into a completely different form? Uh, just curious on to to your opinion on this. See, now I don't understand what it is with the West in thinking that 
I'm me forever. Like, if I die here, I'll mm. be me somewhere else. I mean, that's not exactly the case, you see. Well, I think th- there's that, and there's also the issue of... Uh, not, of to, being... not to insult Tom here. I mean, he's probably oh, a no, great no, guy. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just I, I don't know what it is with No, it's, 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 uh, well, it, it's difficult to get your mind around this. And Tom is saying, from his understanding, I think he's talking about what he hears from us and our particular theories about this multiverse idea. Now, just a little bit of, of background. Uh, in our belief, and this is based on my experience for 43 years in the trenches of the paranormal work and been now for uh, eight at least, uh, so combined 50 years, we, we don't see it the way other people see it. We don't see the uh, superstitious approach, shall I say. We don't see the spiritualist approach. We see quantum physics at its wildest. Or just life in general. In action, yeah, life in general. We don't believe in death because there's just life. There can't be any death because there is no time as we understand it. And that, I think, is my point, Ben, on this, that we can't seem to get away in the West, I mean European thinking and American thinking, from thinking of time as linear. In other words, it goes from past to future. Well, I mean, it's, it's constantly uh, reinforced in popular culture. I mean, look at the... Well, look it's at reinforced the ba- in our consciousness. That, too. And uh, back, to the, back to the Future, perfect example, um, whereas uh, Marty McFly or whatever... Uh, What's his name? Michael J. Fox's character. Michael J. Fox's character. Who's just, Marty McFly, yeah. Yeah, he's, movie going, well, he's going back and forth of, like through time. Like, it's a train. You just go back and forth on one singular thing, but it just it doesn't work like that. Well, apparently not. And uh, the, uh, I suppose, the cutting-edge minds in quantum physics do accept this idea of the multiverse, which means that things do not happen from past to future. They happen all at once. Everything, not only that has been and will be, happens all at once, but we're only conscious of it one second at a time, and together we form a bio biosphere sort of consciousness altogether. Yeah. We t- together essentially subconsciously decide what time is going to do and where things are going to go, which is quite interesting spiritually and, and from other ways. Mm. Uh, but, but the idea here is that all things take place at once, not only all things that, as I say, have or could take place, but all things that could possibly take place, all things that can be conceived of, imagined, experienced in any way, shape, or form, past, present, or future, already exist in some concrete form in this multiverse, this community of interactive, rather elegant system of interactive open worlds. Well, from what we've seen, there's just some sort of strange ordered chaos with it all. Well, it's a, it's a rather elegantly ordered chaos, or it's disorderly in a very orderly way, or vice versa. But the point of this monologue being, to answer Tom's question, that it, I don't think it really happens that you die in one life and wake up in another. The key is this. You're already in the other life. And you say, well, how come I don't experience that life in my conscious life here? Well, some people do. Very often they're pegged as schizophrenics, and they used to be locked up. I met quite a few of them when I worked in psychiatric hospitals as a grad student and a seminary student. Or the guest that I had on while you were away a few weeks ago. We listened to that. I, I was on vacation, and I, that was last week. No, was it last week? Yeah, time yeah well, I mean, I, I, the, the Sunday before the last one. Because yesterday was Sunday, today's Monday. So right. I don't, so don't, so don't want to... Week, week anyway, yeah, whatever yeah. it was, it was very interesting. We listened to it, uh, there was our CBS version of the show. We listened to it in the car on the way back from Maine. Uh, my, uh, Ben's mom and uh, a bunch of cousins. 
and uh, it was quite interesting. So, uh, you, would you want to? Does that shed some light on what Tom is, is well, asking? Well, I mean, he he was saying that he he um, the guest being Ted Torbich. Uh, yes, Ted Torbich. Right. He he said something to the effect of uh, I'm trying to remember the exact experience here. He wrote an email to us where I read before doing the actual show. Um, he mentioned that uh, he uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember it was how he put of a it. Parallel life. It was a parallel life experience with a younger him, but it, it was it wasn't him. So he was some teenage kid who was run who's running late to class or whatever, and he was like, "Oh crap, I'm late for this class." He was like, "I I've, I've been late so many times that it's just uh, he's like I can't be late again." And so he had this strange feeling of teenage terror from being late to class, mm-hmm. and uh, then he went back to snap right back to sorting mail, and bam. Yeah, because he works with the post office. That's it. Well, we, we get email, emails like that all the time. And the thing is, these lives, you know, if we're right, are are parallel lives that you're living all at once. It's and and the whole this calls into question the whole classic interpretation of reincarnation, because people think, oh yeah, again, linear. You die and you recycled, okay? And everything in nature appears to recycle. But the thing with reincarnation is that that more and more regression therapists who might make it a point to talk to are seeing that these are very uh, probably parallel lives. And the reason for that, the reason they're seeing that is very often they, they will encounter subjects who describe under hypnosis lives that, that apparently are in the future or in some unrecognizable world. And to my th- way of thinking, this is just experience of parallel lives mm-hmm. uh, taking place there. And, and the, thing we, the reason we get confused is because we think it's linear and it's not. It is... Not sequential. It's not linear. It is par- it is it is parallel. It is uh, simultaneous Sub- and subjective and subjective. So, wh- so why don't you experience these? Li- well, you do. You experience them in your subconscious, I believe. And so, when when you your body dies here, Tom, uh, all things do recycle. Sure, but, but how do they? Well, it's do not that? like you can feel every single cell of your body moving at every second. Well, exactly. You know, I mean, you could, if you, like, touch something with, like, your finger, I mean, hey, hey, you'll know that you're touching something because your nerves are saying, oh, hey, you're touching something. No, you know what I compare it to very often is uh, anybody who's into computer graphic work, which uh, Photoshop or any of these different, even if you look at pictures on your computer just that you've taken of your family or whatever, if you have a, a picture format, Say it's a JPEG. Yeah. All right, the little dot .jpeg thing after mm-hmm. the, the file indicates what, what format that picture is in. Right. And uh, there are there's a TIFF and BMP and a bunch of a P, uh, what, PMX, whatever it is. There's a, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. A lot of them. And usually if you have your software sort of set a certain way, you might have 20 pictures. Of, well, maybe there aren't that many formats. They say 10 pictures of yourself in the exact, exactly the same photograph. But one is a TIFF, one is a JPEG, one is one is something else. And when you go to open that file to look at it, uh, your software may be set to only show you TIFFs or JPEGs or anything else. So on your screen, you'll only see the TIFF file, whereas in reality, you in JPEG format are there, you in some other format are there, exactly the same picture. So th- this is a very simplistic and probably totally inadequate metaphor for, for what we're saying here. But we believe that all things occur simultaneously and that when one body dies it's more of a minor inconvenience than anything else because you simply your consciousness simply goes to where it already is and the particular consciousness that that you are you are i suppose is is uh, departing the body there uh will is already in a body somewhere else 
That's the thing. Uh, maybe they'll be continued afterwards. We do have a caller. And uh, who we got there, Ben? Hello. Yes, welcome Hello, to the show. Hi, this is uh, Bill from Franklin. Oh, Bill, good to talk to you. Uh, I never under, understood the part about dying, and you know, that's the part of your, your uh, parallel thing I didn't quite understand. <laughs> well, well, well exact, most people don't understand it. The only reason we... I'll, I'll tell you why I started to think this way. And again, it's not just me or Ben. It's A lot of physicists have, have uh, been onto this for, well, a lot of years, really. I started investigating ghost cases 43 years ago, and I started seeing and experiencing things that just didn't add up when it came to the idea of dead people. All right? yeah. uh, th- there, there would be ghosts, so-called, of people who were still alive. Uh, ran into some of that. There would be, people would see ghosts of themselves, do, like in different lives, doing other things. There were dreams that my, were really vivid. My, my uh, dreams are, are, like, are like parallel things. Yeah, well, exactly. I think n- not all, maybe, but but many of those reflect lives that are being lived. It, do you keep a record of your dreams? No, no, I don't. But um, like I like I dreamt that I was in in uh, Franklin when it was being built. You know. Sure. Okay. When the when the buildings were being built in you know the downtown Franklin. <laughs> now, what's that all about? You know. But see, you know, it's not that you were there. You are there. That's the yeah. idea. You are. That is part of your subconscious life. Being Bill in Franklin in. When was Franklin about seventeen something? Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and it built different buildings at different times. And uh, of course, the, the problem was that with that is when you become aware that this is really what life is, you start to experience these things, and they become normal. Uh, the problem is you have to keep your feet on the ground, and we have to live where and when we are. So uh, there's a spiritual balance that's required. But the idea of the death thing, do you understand what I'm saying there? That, that um, you're already, li- it's all part of you. Yeah. It's, it's like a tree with leaves. One leaf falls off. You, the, the leaf isn't the whole tree. Suppose you're the I, tree, you know? I told this, that story on, on Joe Barrier's show when one guy said, said I'm, I'm reliving a, pa- a past life or something, somebody said. Yeah, well, again, it's, I don't think it's a past, Ben, you jump in here anytime. I don't think it's a past life, it's a parallel life. And again, yeah. When they hypnotize people, if that's legitimate, and take them to the so-called past lives, very often they'll run into lives that are in the future. So it can't be a past life, so it's got to be a parallel life, one would think. And so, so that's the idea. So just keep thinking about it, Bill. Ben, do you have any comments here? Well, it's very hard to grasp if you if you don't. Well, it well, isn't. It, it isn't. is a very well. It is, and it isn't. It's um. Well. I don't know. A lot like, of people say, like yeah. when we lecture, a lot of people will say, "Aha! I never understood this until I thought of it that way." That explains like why math. I feel this way. It's like or, teaching math. Yeah, I suppose it is. So we could be all wrong, but this is the way I've experienced the paranormal. I don't see any other explanation for it, and it really opens up a lot of doors. I got this up mouth and it went right out of my mind. <laughs> okay, well, you have a life experience. <laughs> yep, the, you can always call back, Bill. But thanks, okay. thanks for the call, Bill. Okay. Okay. Bye. Good. Bye. Uh, Tom, I hope that gives you some idea on your question here. So let's move on to something else. This is from, it's about conspiracy theories. It's from Kristen in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. Alrighty, so Kristen writes to us, Hi, Paul and Ben. Uh, one of the reasons your show is uh, such fun is that I have fun trying to read between the lines of what you're saying. <laughs> I, Almost like what Bill was yeah, saying. Uh, I have heard you say many times that you are not conspiracy theorists, but that you are wondering about it. Uh, many of your guests, like Murray Silver, uh, Bill Burns and Ted Phillips uh, talk about them. Uh, my question is, what do conspiracies have to do with the paranormal? 
I hope that is not a stupid question. Well, I don't think it's a stupid question. No, not, I not think, at all. Not no, at all. no, because I I personally think that they don't. So they that's what. Have anything to do with the paranormal? Well, they do and they don't, but I feel like it's more of a don't that they don't have to do with the paranormal. Go ahead. Well, I mean, why... I don't know. It's... it's, Most of the stuff is more about practical things. I mean, if you've watched anything from... um, uh, what's his name show? Uh, Jesse Ventura. Yes, Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Back when he had that show on, I don't even remember where it was. I don't remember. It was some. It's called, I think it was called Conspiracy Theory. Yeah, but I don't remember what channel it was on. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Whatever. But, but the we've point been trying being, to get him as a guest. So. Yeah, but the point being is most of the stuff had to do with things like uh, pract- practical things like life, and well, not practical things like life, like practical things that we have to deal with in daily life. Like where's all the money going? skyrocketing debt in the United States, uh, people holding secrets about things that are, like, war secrets or whatever. So conspiracy theories having to do with that. I mean, I can understand how how it has to do with the paranormal. Like, you have, uh, like, the government knows things about aliens or whatever. I mean, that sort of stuff. But I don't know. I feel like it has more not to do with it than it does have to do with it. Well, I see what you mean, but I think it goes a little deeper than that. but, uh, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, I think it might go a little deeper than that because uh, what are the reasons if these things exist, if there are really are conspiracies? And I went once in my life in the line of duty in the military. I did run into what I really believe was uh, a, a, a something. I, I really can't talk about it, but it was a conspiracy uh, group that really was doing something. And uh, I think that there may be paranormal implications in that there could be connections to parasitical events or activities. Now, now, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, the parasites, I'm not talking about uh, tapeworms here. I'm talking about uh, multiversal creatures that seem to live in these parallel worlds that, that, come, that seem to have access to various uh, um, other worlds that are parallel to theirs. Sounds crazy, but this is what I've seen in particularly poltergeist cases uh, where we have... Um, uh, lots of bad things happening. They seem to be feeding upon people's negative energy. And that seems to happen um, rather frequently. And I can see where a lot of strings might be pulled. These are very intelligent. They're not human. They're not, they're not spirits. They're not demons. That's what folklore calls them. Uh, their theology is nothing like ours. As I don't really even know what it is. But I've encountered about nine species of the things. And I can imagine that they might be uh, pulling some strings in order to, to eat. And I can see possibly the birth of some conspiracy theories in that because they upset people. We have a uh, another caller here, so we will pause there. And it's Donna. Donna, welcome to the show. Hello, Paul. Oh, Donna, for, oh, our friend. Yeah, I didn't get a chance Donna to get the last name. <laughs> nice to talk with you. Again. Good to talk with you always. Uh, what, what's going on? Well, I had a question about parallel levels. Very deep. Okay, parallel what, please? Parallel levels. Levels. Okay. Uh, to me, it, the spiritual world is like if you were over a highway and there was a overpass above you, you'd miss it. It's not the same level. Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, levels. Well, levels the thing of, is, of spirit. If you can imagine yourself. On the I'm, highway. Say, say you're on 146 and, and you see the overpass above you, you'll miss okay. each other. 
Oh, Donna from Como. I thought you were the wrong Donna. Okay. No, Woonsocket. Oh, Woonsocket. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you can imagine yourself on the Just overpass and on, on the highway. Just imagine you're on and you see an overpass, you'll miss it, right? Not necessarily. And well, I'll tell you why. Because you're, you're not only... See, if you take this to, to its logical conclusion or illogical conclusion, you're not only you, you're me. You're everybody. You're the person on the overpass. You're the but person. You might you might miss that spirit. I'm not. I'm not sure. I know what you mean. Uh, now, if you go, you're going very. You're, so you're driving down the highway. We're using a, a driving metaphor. Yeah. You're driving. And, and say you go under an overpass, you'll never see that person unless you're looking there. Yeah. So okay. Me, I, I see what you mean. The spiritual level is like if you miss that. That's the spirit world. Okay, well, I don't necessarily believe in a spirit world. What, what, what's the spirit world? If, if you have the, the multiverse idea, you've got all kinds of worlds. There must well, be there must be something like a spirit world because we can conceive of it. If it didn't exist, we wouldn't be able to conceive of it. But I, I think, think that it's, it's in your dreams, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. In well, your you, dreams, definitely. You, you've, you've you've actually been a guest on a panel on the show talking yes, about thank that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Oh no, it was very interesting, and. Uh, it is a matter of interpretation. Again, we could be all wrong. We're a minority view, voices crying in the wilderness here. But I think that most of these worlds... See, the, the, the thing you have to understand is that There's physicists... There's only one say, world. That's, that's what I'm not understanding. There's only one world. What, what makes you say that? Well, it, it, the whole thing is a unified system. It's one system. But there are, there are every conceivable world apparently exists. And that, that's our point when we deal with the paranormal. See, and you're existing in many of these, and this is this is pretty much accepted in theoretical physics, you know, in one form or another right now, parallel worlds. They oh, may now, say, now you're, yeah, you're talking physics. Yeah, yeah. Well, f- physics, science hopefully reflects reality, you know. But there isn't just one world. I mean, unless you, you are, you know, an old-time materialist, no. Who doesn't believe in in no. God or anything like that? I know you're I not. I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, of course I, you do. I yeah. have many dreams that coincide with everything I'm I'm talking about. Very interesting. That's right. Yep. That's right. But I see your point. It is difficult to grasp. Uh, there are a lot. We, we miss a lot, and if we don't, very often people think we're crazy. So we're in something of a dilemma because right. our right. world has forgotten much of this. Most of our remote ancestors have well, not. I find it very intriguing. It sure is. So it do sure we. Is. Well, thanks for your call, Donna. Thank you, Paul. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we seem to have struck a nerve here with the idea of parallel worlds, and it seems like we have another caller. Do we there, Ben? Yeah, Steve Hermani. Oh, okay, very good. I guess we'll switch gears again. We have uh, Steve Hermani, our good friend uh, from New England MUFON, Mutual UFO Network. Steve, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, guys. How you doing? Good, good. Steve, uh, you've been organizing the um, uh, first New England UFO conference for October 26th. What's going on? Oh well, <laughs> been really busy. We're, uh, you know, we're put, uh, going out with ticket sales right now. We got a uh, uh, Stanton Friedman speaking, Kathleen Madden, uh, Peter Robin, and we have uh, Mufon's uh, chief photo and video analyst, Mark D'Antonio, mm. will be speaking. And we have a, a newcomer to our ufology. His name is uh, Robert Schroeder. He's written a book called Solving the UFO Enigma, How Modern Physics is Revealing the Technology of UFOs. 
Mm-hmm. And the guy's really got something there. I've heard of him but already, he's, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, but deals mostly like with the strings theory. Oh, sure. For, um, yeah. for universes. Yeah, that kind of tries to unite classical physics with quantum physics. Exactly, and he believes that this is what causes UFO to behave the way they do. Hmm. And Sounds it's, great. it's really intellectual. It's like the people will really enjoy him. He's, soft, he's a soft-spoken guy, but he's really uh, he's really good. He really gets right to the point. Oh, excellent. We already made the announcement that we're going to be doing, uh, we're raffling off uh, family packs of tickets here. Yeah, um, uh, I want to clarify one thing on that. It's two four-ticket family packs. Oh, two four-ticket so, family packs. Okay. Yeah, four tickets Great. each. I misread your email. the average family size. So. Okay, excellent, excellent. And uh, mm-hmm. again, it, it sounds like a formal event for scholars, and it's not, it's not necessarily by any means. Anybody's welcome to come. You'll have a great time listening to the speakers. We already talked about the speakers. We have uh, have had a lot. We had um, uh, Kathleen Martin on our CBS edition last night. So, mm-hmm. uh, and Ben and I ourselves will be there, and we're planning to do live audience interviews with uh, the speakers, and people can ask questions, and uh, we're going to record that and put it on the air later so should be a lot of fun and uh, what else is going on uh, that day uh, <clears throat> uh well we're going to be uh myself and peter robbins are planning to do a uh a sit down with uh with kids uh from the area at the, at the youth library excellent we, you know sit down and uh, discuss science and ufos to get uh, kids interested in science oh that's great and, and we're and we're doing a um a premiere, a New England premiere of a documentary called The, the Hidden Hand. It deals with uh, Stan, Fried, Stan Friedman's in it, and, uh, you know, but a lot of famous ufologists are in it. Uh, it's uh, it's mo- mostly about government cover-up, mm-hmm. but, it could, but it does cover abductions and, and other parts of ufology. So that's, that'll be the first time in New England that it's been shown. That sounds I've pretty been exciting. Actually given I've been asked to actually grant a permission from the um, uh, producer of the movie. Very Put good. On. And uh, we're doing a, I have a, uh, we'll have at one of the tables, we'll have a, uh, a, a producer, the, uh, he produces uh, videos of UFO conferences. Hmm. So what he's going to do is he'll, set, he'll have a table set up there and uh, most of the major UFO conferences mm-hmm. they'll have DVD sets for sale excellent uh, Steve we're going to take be- a we're going to take a brief break here oh, can you stay on the line and we'll continue after the break sure okay we are um, having an open line show this evening it's Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WON 1240am in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley stick with us Hi, I'm Greg Bell, the host of Wind Radio Was. I'm Mortimer. Bill. Is that you under that blindfold? Bill. With this thing on, I can't see who I am. No, I imagine not. <laughs> can't you see anything at all under that blindfold? On a clear day, I can see the blindfold. You can. Yeah. Wind Radio Was. Shows from the past for today's imaginations. Wind Radio Was airs Monday through Friday right here on ON 1240 Radio at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. And we just wanted to mention two of the charities Ben and I have adopted. You can find out all of them at BehindTheParanormal.com or NewEnglandGhosts.com, our main site. 
One is USA Cares. They provide financial and advocacy assistance to post-9-11 active duty U.S. military service personnel, veterans, and their families. Uh, if they're short of the mortgage that month, they out goes a check from these great people. So we ask you to support them. USACares.org. Also, Canadian Veterans Advocacy for our cousins in Canada who have been uh, by our side in the war on terror from the beginning. And uh, Mike Blaze has a wonderful guy in Ontario there has founded this organization to advocate uh, for veterans in the uh, uh, provincial legislatures and the national parliament. And, and this is, uh, among other things, does a lot of great things. So check that out, too, CanadianVeteransAdvocacy.org. Okay, let's get back to the show here. And we're talking with Steve Fermani the uh, head of New England MUFON, Mutual UFO Network, and we're talking about the UFO conference, the first New England UFO conference in Lemonster, Massachusetts, on October 26th. Um, Steve, how much did tickets cost? Uh, tickets are $25, uh, single tickets, uh, and for uh, family packs, anywhere from uh, three to five uh, tickets to a family pack, uh, uh, you get a discount down to $20 each. Okay, assuming that people don't win them on the show here when we do the, the raffles. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so very good. So, um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, we're, we're also we had initially planned to have a festival along with the conference, mm-hmm. but we're kind of uh, due to uh, it's our first year, and it's kind of difficult to uh, put that all together right away. So we're doing more or less of a Halloween fair. Since it's just be October 26th, just before Halloween, we're having we'll have several um, uh, ghost hunting groups from around New England will be there to talk to people. So we'll we'll, we'll do do something up for Halloween. Well, it sounds uh, sounds like an all round interesting time. Uh, well, mm-hmm. very good. Well, we'll be seeing you there. We'll be talking to you, and um, we'll be raffling off those tickets. Okay. Look, can I say one more thing? By all means. Um, if people uh, would like to order tickets and don't oh, yes. want to do it online, mm-hmm. they can order them by snail mail. Uh, uh, just to send it to NE UFO Con, New England UFO Conference, to uh, my name, Steve Bermani, F I R M A N I, and that's 39 Laurel Street, L A U R E L, Lemonster, Massachusetts. Zero one four five three tickets. If, if you can go online, to, it, it's two dollars and thirty seven cents handling charge per ticket. So uh, uh, make che- you know make uh, add that onto the check, and you can um, just uh, have the check made out to New England UFO Conference Incorporated. Oh, very good. What is the website? Uh, the website is www. Actually, the easiest way to do it. It's just Google N E U F O Con. Okay, great. All right, very good, Steve. Okay. Okay, we'll be talking to you again as uh, the conference approaches. Thanks for the call. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, we got another one. Indeed, we do. Breaking the records tonight. Well, sort of. All right. Well, uh, hello and welcome to the show. Uh, hi, me again. Oh, okay. Uh, welcome back. <laughs> welcome when back you, to the show. When you when you were talking about MUFON, it made me think about it. I went to the the cider and made my report about about, the, about what I saw. Oh yes, okay. You had mentioned that. Yeah, my the uh, flying saucer I saw there. Did you want to uh, tell us about that? I have before. Uh, well, it was right, right near my house to the to the playground, and I was down there uh, in the parking lot uh, 
watching fireworks on on, on July third, uh, twenty ten. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Yep. And uh, and the sky was was like a uh, like a full moon, but but I found out later it, it was a new moon that night. There was no moon. Hmm. But, but the sky was very very bright and it was partly cloudy. And I was, I was trying to take pictures of of the fireworks, which didn't come out good. good. And then then, I, then all of a sudden I look above my head and there's a a great big round gray gray saucer over my head, uh, treetop level. Really, N- nothing to do with the fireworks. No, and it was totally silent. Uh huh. And it and it and it slowly went up and right into the cloud as, as I was looking at it. It happened within seconds, you know. What what and this is I'll tell you why I asked this question. What did you feel when you were looking at this? Was it fear? Was it excitement? People, no, some people have felt that, that like they were being tested. Wasn't fear, but it, but I, but I felt like um oh it, it it knew I was looking at it, so it went into the cloud. That's kind of what I what I felt. That's very interesting because on last night's show, Kathleen Martin was was saying that there might be a biological component to these UFOs. They might be partially alive in some sense of the word. Did you get that feeling, or did it come to did uh, it come to uh, mind? No, it was like like a bit. As big as an automobile, maybe. Okay. Size. Very interesting. And then, and then ten minutes later, I started again briefly further away, and it went into, was going into a cloud again. Would you call it a ball of light? No, it was definitely a saucer. So definitely a saucer. Okay, very good. It was, it was like tree... I was standing next to some trees, and it was like treetop level. It was very close. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. And, and, then may have, and there may have been writing on one side. I wasn't sure. Oh, that's interesting. And this is Franklin, Massachusetts. Yeah. Very good. Somebody in, and somebody in Woonsocket said they saw something hmm. something yeah, odd that night too. Because I found out later. Yeah, I don't I don't want to say who it is, but <laughs> okay. Did you uh, you didn't get a good look at the writing? No, I wasn't even sure there was writing. But okay, I, I, but I got an idea that there might be something written there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Quite interesting. Have you ever seen anything like that before or since? No, uh, no I haven't. My, my sister sister saw some little tiny thing. No, right across the street from us, some little little saucer hovering over over the uh, driveway, and, and it went straight up into the sky. That seems to be a trend lately. Are these balls of light or small saucers? Let me ask you this, Bill: uh, Was anyone else was, around at the time when you had this this sighting and uh, during what, during or after the one fire? One thing I thought might might have been might have uh, got, got my attention. It, it, it knew, knew I was there. My my flash went off on the camera. Oh, I that's interesting. Sure. I wasn't sure how to shut the, shut the flash off, so when I took a picture, the flash kept going off. Yeah, electrical phenomena. That so, that's that so maybe the, be, the yeah. saucer saw my saw my light. That's interesting because people. Uh, I'm thinking particularly of the 1960s in, in the, the Ohio Valley when they had the Mothman things and all this. There were all sorts of UFO sightings, and people would flash lights at these things, and they would sometimes respond. But this was when when there were fireworks going off and everything else, and yeah, then this happens, and it's totally silent. Very interesting. And the, the, other, the other thing I want to talk to you about was uh, deja vu. I've, I've had a few deja vu things. Yeah, that's an interesting phenomenon. Go ahead. Like, like it, like, like I'm going into my bedroom and all of a sudden it hits me. I've been here before. Everything in the room is is where it's supposed to be, and I'm supposed to be doing walking in here at this moment. Yeah, that happens then, to just about everybody. And then it's and then it's gone. Yeah. Oh no, it uh, happens to me all the time, and I'm sure Ben too. It's Joe Ferrier too. It's Joe Ferrier. Yep, yeah, we used to talk to Joe about that. Um, 
As a matter of fact, listen for the announcement about next week's show. It's going to be in tribute to Joe again because uh, we found some new information. But maybe, the, the deja vu. Maybe you can use my maybe can use my clip I sent you of Joe's. Yeah, yeah, or, or call in too because uh, you know we'd like to hear from you then. Uh, we have some. I sent you, a, li- I sent you a, a little a little clip of his dream he had. I remember that. Yeah, no, I have that it's in the file. Um, so in any case, the uh, the issue of, of the deja vu, in our opinion, as you might guess, we think that these are just parallel life, life experiences because if you walk into a place that you never ha- have been before in this consciousness and you feel like you have been there and it was overwhelming, that then yeah. you ha- you you not only have been there, you are there. You yeah, know, yeah, like like I've been there and everything is it is it's supposed to be there. You yeah, know? because you yeah. really have been there in that situation in a parallel life. Because it's all part of you. It's all part of your consciousness. I've also, I've also had a, had a dream that that came true. Okay, what was that? Something good, I hope. A friend, a friend of mine passed away. Who lived up the street with a woman who took care of cats and stuff. And mm. I used to help her a lot. And and then uh, I had a dream where there were three galaxies in the sky, and I was coming home, coming home uh, from from that direction in the dream. And then I found out later when when I'd go up to help the other woman. Who, with the cats, it was Jupiter, Mars, and Venus was in the sky mm-hmm. in the exact same place. So it was like my dream, but my dream it was like three galaxies. Interesting. Hmm. But but that came true. Yeah. Before it, before exactly. it happened. Well, they, oh, before that, there you go. I dreamt that before it happened. Yeah. Yep. Anything can um, anything can and, and will happen if you just look for it, you know, and you're aware of it. And, uh, you know, when you become what we call multiverse aware, you just, you, these things are normal, you know? Yeah. But everybody has the deja vu experience. Well, Bill, thank okay. you for the call. Okay. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Ben, did you get uh, some more information over the phone from someone else? Uh, yeah, uh, some, some guy called in and he said he was, uh, that he didn't want to go on the air with this, but he got pictures of a UFO sighting he had uh, back in 2010 that were uh, lights over Fairmount. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's going to be sending them to the studio um, via mail. That'd be great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting, interesting. You know, stuff. the more I I find out about where we have lived for the past sixteen years on that hill, it is a weird place. Oh yeah, it's weird. You know, weird. and uh, appropriate uh, locale for Paul and Benino, I guess. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about the folklore that's around there, the Devil's Hole, and all this business, and uh, all that fun stuff. All that fun stuff. Uh, a lot of a lot of good things happen there too, though. Mm. I think you know. So in any case, uh, do another email. This is a real, real short one. There's no name, no location, but uh, there is a question. Uh, good old no name. Question is, how do I get ghost hunting stuff? <laughs> I feel like this is a joke. I feel like it's like no, a joke. I think it's probably not. Us? Unfortunately. Uh. Uh, all right, ghost hunting stuff. First of all, I detest the term ghost hunting. I think it's stupid. and the word stuff. And well, stuff. I don't know. But in any case, I, I, we advise people not to go out looking for this stuff. If the paranormal comes to you, that's one thing. For example, if you're Bill there and you're seeing this thing in the sky, that's one thing. Um, but that's UFOs. But often they're connected. Ghost phenomena, poltergeist phenomena, UFOs. We were talking to Kathy Martin about that last night. We'll talk about it again. The thing with, well, what people think of as ghosts is that they are, in my sincere belief, not what you think they are. Very often, of course, you know, the spirits of somebody who's died or there was a, a suicide or some terrible thing happened and everything else. And yes, th- th- that sends out echoes across the multiverse and it can uh, be picked up by uh, brains like ours, uh, like almost like a radio, sure. Uh, but that's real event going on. 
I think because people don't understand what this really is and what it really is, it, it is nothing in the paranormal is what it appears to be. You could be dealing with something very dangerous, one of these parasites we're often talking about, and uh, th- this can be um, a serious problem because things can come home with you. Uh, they are looking for something to eat. And, uh, okay, we've got another caller. Yeah, uh, Mike from Woonsocket's on the line. Mike from Woonsocket's on the line, and we'll have to leave um, our question here. So, Mike, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Uh, the reason I'm calling is you kicked off uh, some memories, you know, in your discussions earlier. My father was stationed at Roswell Air Force Base <laughs> from uh, really? 19, yeah, from 47 through 54. And I was actually born on Roswell in 1950. But the famous night of the, of the UFO incident, what he would tell in later years, of course, is, is that they were all sworn to secrecy. There was definitely something up and it wasn't a weather balloon. Um, he said the only thing that he himself personally witnessed was with uh, five other with five other airmen. Um, they were crossing a, a flight line, apparently going to a station, and they saw three, what he described, he called them crap, um, come directly over the field at a high rate of speed and then just stop dead. There were three of them, he said, in a line spaced about 100 feet apart. Um, each one looked like it was about twice the size of, well, this is right after World War II. Mm-hmm. He called it a twice the size of a fighter aircraft in terms of length. And he said they, they sort of looked like um, upside-down pie plates. Do you remember those old uh, photographs? Sure. Uh, except he said that if, while they were flat on the bottom, that, that it didn't appear bulky like um, like a pie plate would, but streamlined. He said as if they were designed for speed. And he, you know, he, he said in after years he thought maybe it was designed uh, for moving in the atmosphere because obviously you wouldn't need any sort of streamlining in, in a spacecraft, you know, no wind or anything like that. And he said that they hovered there for about two minutes, and then the middle one accelerated at a high rate of speed and disappeared over the horizon, and the other two did the same thing. And so he said he saw them do several physical impossible things um, to stop dead from a high rate of speed. Obviously, anything living inside, you'd think, would be smashed flat by the, uh, by the G-force and then take off at such a rapid rate of speed. Um, and he said the weather balloon and stuff like that was what they put out later, but that something actually happened, and mm-hmm. that was his experience. This, of course, folks, is the famous Roswell UFO crash of 1947, uh, all, probably the most famous case in, in history. Uh, but is, I, yeah. I, that's an amazing connection, Mike. Uh, have you yourself had any experiences, uh, particularly in this area? Well, not not so much in the in the UFO O line, but more on on what you might call the the spiritual, which I agree with you is not spiritual at all. But you know, part of the parallel type universe. Um, I once hit a, a a loop very strongly in time, and uh, I was with a friend. We were in San Francisco. We turned a corner on uh, Market Street. A cabbie came sailing through the intersection, locked his brakes, almost hit a young girl who was walking across the street. She had the light. She flipped him off and kept walking. So we drove a little bit further, 
I went around the block, turned the corner, and a young girl was crossing the road. A cabbie comes flying across. She flips him off. The whole sequence repeated. And really? both of us were just completely blown away. So it you both like experienced the same time loop, as you call it. Yeah, I call yeah. it a time loop because I can't think of what else No, that's a perfectly it. good term, sure. Yeah. Very uh, interesting. You know, a lot the, of people... I'm sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, no, no. That's, that uh, was a real strong experience because I remember, you know, it was so clear-cut. And obviously it repeated. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we were back on Market Street, you know, turning the corner off of whatever street we were on. It was like, like all of a sudden we hit a loop. But there was a little blank spot. You know, there was kind of like I was cognizant of the street, and then there was a little blank where I wasn't cognizant, and I'm turning the corner again. I've had that same experience, and a lot of people say they have. It's almost like, remember the old slide projectors, that there'd be a, a, a black space for just a second. And then the just new, a second, yeah. yeah. And then the, just, new, the new slide, so to speak, would, would come on. Would yeah. click in, yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it was like, like somebody... Sliding a slide. You're exactly right. That's precisely what it was like. That could very well be going back to the first question we read tonight. I, I wonder if that couldn't go back to the the uh, the experience of bodily death. Just just a slide dropping and another one coming up. It might be very much that way. But hmm. you know what? We're all one mind. Absolutely really right. Are. That's what we found. Yeah, one mind. You can't you get know, away the, from it. The Buddhists were absolutely right about that. That's the right. Was yeah. Them and half right. the other people in the past were right about that. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and we have to, we're so ferociously individualistic. We have trouble grasping. Well, it. there's a difference between uh, individualism and narcissism, right? And personalism too. Yeah. I think the main problem, the main problem for Westerners, is our 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 complete devotion to this idea of linear time exactly mm, that's you it. know it's like it's like the concept and buddha says you need to get rid of your concepts if you're going to understand reality exactly mm. well let's suppose reality does, isn't linear and you're trying to understand it in a linear fashion you'll never succeed mm-hmm because that's why they don't work succeed that way. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah, we sort of blunder around confused because we just, you know, it, you can't get the right answer if you ask the wrong question. No, no, you can't. That's it. You have to, and that's what Buddha taught. I mean, that's what Buddha meant when he said you have to get rid of your concepts. Mm -hmm. The concepts you have about reality are what prevent you from perceiving it in actuality. Which makes sense, because people tend to see what they want to see or expect to see. That's right. You know, that's a horrible tendency among humans. We, we expect to see what we expect to see. Yeah, it's true. As a matter of fact, in the, when I was in the military myself, uh, they, they sort of told us uh, effectively the secret of invisibility is just be where you're not expected to be seen. Right. And right. a lot of people won't see you. Because they don't expect to see exactly. you. Exactly. Right, you know, yeah. Funny little thing. Yeah, exactly. So, well, Mike, a great call. Thank you very much. Um, talk to you again. My pleasure. All okay. right. I, I listen to your show all the time, and I'll start calling in more often. I oh, really please do. Listen. Please oh, yeah. do. Thank you. You're always welcome. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you, guys. Well, thank you, Mike. Have a good one. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Just to, just to finish up, no, no names question, um, I, I just, we do not recommend going out looking for ghosts or entities of this kind. Uh, there are enough problems in life as it is. Take up soccer, take up 
model trains or whatever, but I just think it's play not a healthy instrument. pursuit. Yeah, play an instrument, make toothpick sculptures, whatever. Exactly, but, yeah. but going out looking for these things is not a healthy pursuit. Um, we we don't actually go out looking. We help people who ask us uh, if we can't, you know, available. Of course, a lot of people are in Australia or somewhere that can't. So it's not like we can really do much, right? But well, right. You can do, well, you can do a we're lot. We're learning to do things at long long distance. Mm. We have time for one more question. Uh, yes, we do. Okay, this is uh, about Rendlesham Forest, and it's from Allison in Hampshire, UK. Hampshire, so Allison uh, writes to us. Dear Paul and Ben, I've become a regular listener to your show uh, from the here in the UK. I have a particular interest in the Rundlesham Forest incident. Uh, I have noticed that when listening to any uh, related podcasts on your show, there is a strange clicking sound on many of the recordings, uh, which uh, make them nigh impossible to uh, listen to. Uh, is this due to a technical uh, fault, or have other listeners uh, reported this? Uh, this clicking is weird because it sounds like a conversation, but using clicks instead of words. Uh, I'd love to hear your views. Uh, keep up your great show, guys. Thank you. Um, well, have, have has anybody else reported this? Because I, I don't. Yeah, know. people. Other people have. I I never. So you and I see different emails. Yeah. Well, my my email is still broken. So I thought it was fixed. No. No. Right, no. 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 Right, well, no, it's far. Yeah, I mean, I can I can, re- I can receive stuff now. Some things. Yeah, ben at behind the paranormal. I, I can receive some things, but I can't send any emails. Like for example, the uh, the station manager here sent me an email. Ended up in spam. Wrote an email back. It wouldn't send. So I did well, get it though, which is good. Well, that's good. But we do seem to be prone, Allison, to things like this. What that whole Rendlesham? So first of all, the Rendlesham Forest case next to Roswell is probably the, one of the world's most interesting. Uh, we were in England last September and visited Rendlesham Forest with a number of listeners over there, and some of the and one one of the witnesses to the December 1980 case, uh, who was in the U.S. Air Force at the time, at two air bases mm. straddling this. Uh, lovely wilderness area, but weird wilderness area. And there were landings, possible close encounters, uh, high-ranking officers were involved, and you name it. It's it's all in our, our 16-hour yeah. series. We started it on, on CBS, and they had the engineers couldn't figure out what was wrong. There were, there were bizarre uh, sounds like the clicking. Of but we had it on. Uh, what, what was the other station? We had to move it to an all-internet yeah, yeah, station. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. podcasts are all on the site now. Right. Under special shows. So we did two shows on CBS, and we, we had to get it off the air and put it on the internet because, because we didn't then, have then much trouble. Yeah, yeah, we didn't really have any. I mean, we yeah. lost a few guests, but that was because we had like panels of six or seven people. Via yeah, it was, it was difficult to control, yeah. but there were, there were two and three hour shows. Yeah, but then calls would drop because yeah. internet connections were bad. There was one time I think we did one during a storm. So we were having a little bit of trouble there. Yeah, but um, generally, once we, once we got off the the over the air broadcast, we had less trouble. I don't yeah. know why, but to this day, uh, our producer at CBS says that people wonder what that what that was all about. A brand new studio, new equipment, and all this. So in any case, it was um, we just seem to be prone to that, and we've often talked about it among the two of us. And it seems like it's almost too obvious. It's like someone's trying to draw attention. Yeah. To these things, as, yeah. which may, means maybe we got it wrong. I, I don't know. So uh, all we know is we just we soldier on and uh, we try to get through all these technical we difficulties. Can. We do what the we show can. Must go on as yeah, the, the cliche must goes. Go on and all else fails, listen live. So mm. there you go. But anyway, all right. Uh, okay, that's. Uh, let me just. Um, I, I guess that's probably no mm. more. No, the, no. All right. Okay. So anyway. 
we will just remind you again, we will be raffling off uh, uh, two four-pack family tickets to the New England uh, first New England UFO conference in Lemonster, Massachusetts on the Saturday, October 26th. Uh, you heard the details from Steve Fermani, our good friend. And we ourselves We're will having be him there. on again, yes, in a few weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 23rd. Yeah. And uh, we ourselves will be there. You can uh, meet us if that excites you in any way. Uh, you also will be we certainly... Give, the, we can give you autographs. Certainly the speakers. Well, well, we'll be selling my books. And the speakers uh, will be there as well, who will be uh, very famous people you've heard on this show. And uh, there will be UFO movies shown throughout the day. And it's that venue between the movies that will be doing the live o- the interviews of, of the guests between well, the live What audience. kind of movies? Like documentaries or... No, I don't know. You know, this island Earth or uh, things like that. MST three thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Things, fun things like yeah, that. Yeah, cl- classic UFO movies. I would think maybe yeah. some documents. I don't know. I haven't been privy to that information. So in any case, uh, check that out and uh, send uh, either an email, Paul at behindtheparanormal dot com, uh, or I uh, wouldn't try Ben. It's broken. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not. It's 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 uh, under under uh, out of order. Under there we go. Uh, or, uh, again, here at the studio, W101, 1240 AM, uh, behind the paranormal, uh, W101, 1240 AM, 985 Park Avenue, One Socket, Rhode Island, 02895. And, again, whether emailing or snail mailing, give us your information, your name, your address, and your phone number, and you will be in the drawing that we will have on October 7th on the air on this show for those free tickets. So you don't want to miss that. That's going to be a great day. And you might even get there for nothing. So... People, uh, people do like free things. I like free things. Yes, indeed. And a lot of giveaways at this stage. Indeed. So, uh, many thanks to our producer, Ben himself. And next week, August 19th, we will have a special open line show that our local listeners should really appreciate. And the people who called in tonight are really going to love this. Uh, it was a little over a year ago that our good friend, Joe Ferrier, passed, a, or mm. translated, as we say, a 50-year talk show host on this station and a pioneering UFO expert of the 1950s and 60s and the taker of many very interesting photographs. Uh, we have uncovered some new material here in Woonsocket that has to do with Joe and his UFO work, and we plan to have expert, maybe, if she can make it, Kathleen Martin back uh, with us to co-host next week to talk about that material. Uh, Kathy's an expert in her own right and the niece of the famous Betty and Barney Hill, who in 1961 were involved in the first widely publicized UFO abduction case. Old-timers like me remember that. Anyway, that'll be next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, here on ON 1240 AM. Don't miss it. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a fun show, especially with all the uh, new material that we received. Yeah. So on our CBS edition of the radio show on Sunday, August 18th in Boston, Pittsburgh, Detroit, slash Windsor, and uh, Seattle, slash Vancouver, on Radio.com, we will host an ordinary open line show. Uh, to answer some of the uh, very extraordinary emails. And we have a lot that we didn't get to tonight, so we'll be... Uh, yeah, we only, yeah, we only got a few in, but we had a lot of callers, so that's okay. We did. That's that's right. And uh, it's too late to give the number. <laughs> but we didn't even give the number, and we uh, were able to do that. Ben, uh, no, we did. We gave it once. We did. At, okay. at the beginning. All right, right. So, Ben, uh, before we leave, uh, what, what's your advice to Mr. Ghost Hunter, Mr. No Name, who wants to be a ghost hunter there? No, uh, easy. Don't. Just just don't do it. That's it. Uh, it's, 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 so, it's so simple. A little too simple, if you will, because people like to read into things. But, you know. Well, just a final comment, too, on that. Uh, The stuff that he's talking about probably means uh, electromagnetic field meters and all these gadgets you see people running around with on TV. I mean, most of those are like tools for (laughs) engineers. engineers. They really don't mean much. 
No. Um, I was kind of surprised there was a certain UFO expert we were talking about who uh, realizes now, and many of them are realizing that the paranormal is all connected, that, that very often ghost cases can turn into mm. UFO things. We've seen that because we investigate cases for years, and they, they, tra- they transmogrify. But in any case, I would not suggest doing it. Don't buy any stuff because you don't need it. All right, so in any case, we leave you this evening with a thought from the French journalist and philosopher Albert Camus. Do not wait for the last judgment. It comes every day. I'm Paul Eno. I'm Ben Eno. Thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we shall see you next time. Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.